Hello, everyone. So this is Hai, uh, CEO and co-founder of EVA. And uh, today we are on our aggregator and brand show. We have uh, Omar, my co-host, you know, he's looking great as usual. And we have <laughs> a, a legend in the Amazon world, uh, Stephen Pope. You're and too kind. Thank you. Hi. So nice to be welcome. here. Welcome, Stephen. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks for having me on. Great, Stephen. Great to have you here. You know, my Amazon guy in the house. Let's talk about the aggregators. Let's talk about what's going on in the space. What will be happening from now on and all the news. I will bring some up of these because there was something really, really nice. What, what came out today. Maybe you, you heard it already, but let's just start with the usual um, questions. What do you think? Where are we going? What is going on? Is there still space? for any aggregators to get some more because right now they are already going to India buying. They are all over the place. So maybe the U.S. is not enough anymore. What's going on? So there's a lot going on, I guess would be one way to put it, right? We, we, we keep seeing developments from every left and right angle, Frasio buying, big giant India corporations, you name it. It's like, okay, what, what are these guys not going to buy? That would be like the bigger piece <laughs> exactly. of news. Um, you know, it's, it's all about vertical control, right? So how did, how did Jeff Bezos make his empire? He vertically controlled everything. And, and oh, by the way, if you type in Amazon guy into Google, I actually outrank Jeff Bezos. So, <laughs> so I'm the real SEO You have a good SEO team. Um, so yeah, if we can do good SEO for ourselves, imagine what we can do for you on Amazon, right? There's the plug. Uh, so but in any case, it's it's interesting to see like all these aggregators, they come in and most of them are just cash flooded, right? They, they're just trying to deploy cash every which way they can. And, and, the, and obviously the, the most common way for them to do that is to buy Amazon brands. There's a lot of other things that they should be doing with their cash and some are and some aren't like, I don't know hiring people to run the brands after they buy them um, or buying the infrastructure and the warehousing and, and the teams that are going to re be required. But for the most part, I think, you know, last year really set it in stone for what the aggregators are looking for. Okay. That's already a, a very, very good overview. Uh, you know, talking about the news, what I just mentioned um, today, elevate brands. I'm sure you have seen it already. They came out with a, a kind of a pay, the payout for for any sellers now can be as well made in crypto, which is not a surprising angle to go. Of course, it's true. right? It's true. Yeah. But it's it's already a bit late. What I think, you know, it's only the first one who tried their way a little bit in there. I mean, we have crypto all over the place. Major countries already adopting it. So now the first aggregator comes into the picture. I mean, it's a brave step, uh, really, because, you know, it's, uh, it's so-called sometimes borrowed money, which they buying other stuff with. So they put themselves in a, it's a bit risky, but I think in that position, what they are is a very, very good move. And to, 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 to make even more uh, money and give the buyers as well, more opportunities in order to cash out not only in US dollars, maybe in USDT, maybe to park it, you know, and then reinvest it. I mean, I, I think it's great. It's, it's a great move. And they are now standing on top and getting all the, all the news, you know? I, I think it's a good marketing 
ploy if nothing else right like exactly i mean exactly. i mean if if i was a seller trying to sell to any of the aggregators and i said hey pay me in bitcoin they would make it happen i like i guarantee like it's it's not like a hard thing to do um but for elevate to come out and publicly say like we're trying to pay you in crypto it's sexier right and and for the exactly. for the dude that's living uh outside of the country on an island somewhere and he's got his lifestyle brand and he's finally ready to exit that's going to resonate with them because what do they want to do right now? They want to, they want a ton of crypto because of, you know, buying the dip um, ah, and right with inflation now, rates, exactly. it's, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, it's interesting because inflation um, and with uh, the uh, interest rate situation in the U S where they're going to raise the interest rates, all of the financial major players pulled out of uh, the stock market, pulled out of, out of crypto and caused a major dump. And so like, you know, Ethereum, $4,500, like, you know, not even two months ago, it's like 2,600 today. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not, it's not a bad, uh, bad time to buy on the dip on that from that standpoint. And I know we don't want to go down the crypto uh, rabbit hole, but um, I, there's obviously a future there too. And so for, for business owners that are listening to this and you're like, okay, where do I put my money right now? That's got to be like the number one question people are thinking about. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, never been a better time to sell on Amazon, but it's also never been a harder time to sell on Amazon, which is why yes. some are looking to exit. That's right. Definitely. By the way, I mean, back to this interest rate situation, it looks like uh, companies raising more than $50 million, uh, more and more, there will be a bit of an issue because all the venture capitalists, you know, private equity firms, with the interest rates, it will be harder for them to to call for money. So I'm already kind of seeing that on the Series day D, like the in the private market, Series D E, where people are raising a hundred million or more, uh, the valuation started to decline. So that's also something that I'm also observing. Uh, not on the Series A, which is why, why I am also looking at it, because we are going to raise a Series A uh, this year. And, um, you know, I, I think, you know, that may impact, you know, like, you know, so far the aggregators raised like $13 billion, but I'm not sure if there will be another $13 billion waiting for them. What's your view on that, Stephen? It, it's interesting to see, like, how, how the investments are going to play out, right? Because, like, after one of the aggregators goes public, the rest are going to follow suit in like a domino effect. And then after somebody goes public and some of this dominoes, you're then going to see, instead of it just being venture capital come into the space, you're going to see private equity. And then you're going to see public equity, right? And so the series of events that are coming to the space are going to revolutionize and change how everything works. And so when I first started on my journey to research the aggregators and I, and I made a website where I tracked them all called amazonaggregators.com. And if you're curious, you can check it out. It's we brilliant. It's brilliant. Really. I've seen yeah, it. We just went to, we just basically collected as much public data as we could and put it all in one place. And, and so there was, there was a moment in time when I saw, you know, 13 billion at the time was like three or 4 billion. I'm like, what's going on here? And, and I was like, am I going to end up working for the aggregators someday? Like what's, <laughs> What's going to happen? And so I was just intellectually curious from a, you know, I'm, I'm a sole owner of my, my, my business. We have 200 brands. We work with 140 employees. And I just was as a CEO and a sole founder, sole owner, wanted to know, like, what's going to happen in my space? So I went out and interviewed like 40 different aggregators. 
Some of them were very, very private at the time. Some have become more public and started joining me on podcasts. Um, and, and, you know, if you're an ab- if you're an aggregator listening to this and you want to be on my podcast, best way to do that is send your PPC expert over, um, and let me grill them, um, live with all the questions. <laughs> That's what people want. <laughs> so, but, and I, you know, I get requests all the time for that stuff, but, but, you know, it's, it's, there's going to be a lot of changes and, and most are good and some are bad. Right. So as one bad example, PVC costs went up 35% last year. And I don't think we can entirely blame the aggregators for dumping money into the space. It's not their fault entirely, but at least five or 10% is their fault, I, I think. So there's a lot of things that are going to change. That's one of the bad things, right? Some of the good things, though, is that Amazon brands were undervalued. That's a fact. Yes. And, and, and so seeing a correction come in, um, we all are going to win together when that happens. And if, and if Amazon brands are now getting the value that they deserve, that means you as a brand owner and a business owner are going to have a little bit more of a winning strategy long-term because not everybody wants to, everybody wants an exit plan, right? Like there's only four ways a company ends. And I think, you know, just off the top of my head, it's like, okay, you sell, you, you pass it on or it goes under and I forget the fourth one, but um, so something like that. So you got to have an exit plan, know what you're doing. Exactly. And it, at the end, you know, the positives are more definitely more than the negatives, having aggregators. And uh, when they pay cash, most of the Amazon sellers, they just go and start another brand after six months or 12 months, and they have the money, which means they can also invest more compared to the previous whatever journey that they had. So it's all good. So back to the brands, you know, like, um, I think, you know, you mentioned the CPC, you know, uh, raising um, 35%, and it looks like it will going to, it will continue to raise this year, according to, you know, the forecast. So Amazon's uh, out of space. There's, I mean, like, how many more ads can you fit in the search engine right now? I mean, you are pretty much right. Like, you know, I remember like 10 years ago, you can go to amazon.com. You can have all this, like the people who bought this product also bought this product and this and this and that. And right now there is nothing at all. Like there is no real recommendation. Everything is sponsored. I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the, yeah, it's true. I'm one of the original advertisers on Amazon, right? So like I, I did beta advertising. Wow. I, I was getting two cents That's a way back. to sell rice cookers. And I had the number one spot for rice cookers and I was selling hundreds and hundreds of these uh, a week, right? Like, yeah, so like I missed those days. I, that was the gravy train. Back then I didn't even have money. So I didn't, I was, I was working for the man when I was doing this, right? And so if only I had done my investments then, best time to plant a tree is yesterday, but next best time is today, right? So, but it's, it's come a long way. And so we're going to see a lot of things. And, and if you don't have video ads up right now, man, you're missing out because that's the, that's oh, the yes. space you got to go next. I mean, there is something that you said, and uh, I'm gonna pick that thing. You said you had you're managing 200 brands with like yes. 170 people. That means like, you know, per brand. You know, maybe it's not always the best way of looking at it, but like per brand, you have like one guy or 0.9 person. Yep. You know, something that's a true like statement. That. Now, uh, when I look at some of these aggregators, and I also work with a lot of them. And one of my challenges is like, I'm always getting a consensus of like six people deciding on one single thing, for example. And <laughs> when I look at it, uh, when <laughs> you I heard some cats it, like, while I'm at it. 
yeah, they have like six to seven people per brand. You know, that's kind of the average that I have. I see right now. Obviously, yep. uh, their claim is well, the number of brands they have is now like you know too low, and they're gonna increase it. But they continue to add six more people each time they got a, another brand. So, do you see that like a like consistent like the 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 money that they they spent? You know, because at the end it has to be a profitable business. You know, with investments you can acquire the brands and i understand that but in terms of operating the brand um do you see that efficiency as well or the efficient operators the aggregators as the efficient operators right now so so if we look at the business model the claim or the theory or the hypothesis depending on how you want to describe it is that sophistication is increasing on amazon right there's a lot of reasons that are going to go in. So let me set up some inherency real quick here. So on the left, you've got Amazon aggregators dumping in $13 billion, which means the complexity of your competition has gone up. So that's like layer one. Layer that's two it. on the right is the Chinese coming in and selling direct to the consumer for the first time and accelerating, which then brings down the average cost per item lower. So higher complexity, higher competition, lower cost, i.e. lower margin. And then finally, Amazon is entering the maturity phase of the marketplace, putting pressure downward. And so if you're a mom and pop seller and you're looking to your left at the aggregators, you're looking to your right at the Chinese and you're looking up at Amazon, you feel very boxed in right now. So that's the inherency, in my opinion. So, so the question of the business model, the, the hypothesis is if you bring together a bunch of experts, can you pool resources, be more efficient? and get better results across a portfolio of brands. This model has been proven repeatedly through history. It's, it's a no-brainer model. The, the, the real question is, is how quickly can they do it? And are they deploying resources in the right locations? The more locations that an aggregator gets vertical control in, the more long-term signaling that they're giving. So if they have bought uh, a boat, and if they have bought a warehouse and they've got a manufacturing plant, in addition to owning 40, 50, 60, 80 different Amazon brands, that would be a really great signal that they're going to be successful because they're not just doing the pooling of brand ownership, they're also pooling the vertical control. Um, I The reason why we can get away with you know a body per brand or less is because we're just focused on the marketing, right? So at my company, at my Amazon guy, we do everything we can to grow sales. And we do that through two ways, grow traffic, improve conversion rates. And on the traffic side, it's basic. It's PPC and SEO. And on the conversion side, it's a little bit less basic, but it's design and catalog work. Of those four areas, I can tell you right now, the aggregators are properly investing in PPC. Hard to find the talent, but they're properly understood that, hey, this is an important quad. Design is the easiest to find support on. You can take a, a run-of-the-mill designer from non-Amazon space and plug and play them in Amazon, and you'll be okay. The two that they're not investing in right now in, in much of any shape or form is SEO and catalog. And, you know, hey, we're talking about, you know, earlier, just before we hit the record button, how I've, I just called out all the SEO tools. You're all wrong. You're not counting the search terms correctly. You're using, you're counting the spaces, which means you can get 20% more value, right? And, and, and that's the difference between what Amazon's classifying as a character versus a byte. And that's a very complex topic. We'll avoid that rabbit hole if you want. But, but suffice it to say, like, 
the ags aren't even, they don't have an SEO expert at their company. Like they, they, they might, maybe they hired a business analyst who worked on wall street. And you, you know, if you've seen Moneyball, maybe they're a quant or two in the room and they want to get on base and I get it. And that's, that's a freaking good movie, by the way, you gotta, you gotta see Brad Pitt in action, but, but they not, nobody, nobody, not a single aggregator is investing in the catalog team in the proper methodologies, right? You need, you not only do you need merchandisers, which are proactive investors, this is your copywriting, this is your listing builders, maybe they've got that. But, but have any of you ever heard of a reactive catalog troubleshooting team outside of an agency? Because I haven't. Well, what I heard, and I can tell you that just because it's also very much surprising me all the time, I start talking to an aggregator. He's talking about the hundred millions of dollars. And then I, I asked the question, okay, what's your SEO strategy? Oh, we got a professional uh, subscription of Helium 10. I said, how much? Did <laughs> that's, you oh, that's not a strategy. That's a, that's a tool. $90. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, people think like, okay, let's, let's buy Helium 10, $90. Done. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so we are done with the strategy now. And, and Helium is counting characters instead of bytes, which means if you're trusting <laughs> a tool, not only do you not have a strategy. And by the way, I love Helium 10. I'm saying this with love. Oh yes, definitely. Um, um, but but, you know, all of the SEO tools got this wrong and, and I, I, I called them out and, and even tools like Zonguru, they've already updated, you know, in less than two business days, they updated their tool to, to make the change. So like there's some cutting edge strategy and tools out there. But yeah, if you don't have a pilot, oh, first of all, like, let's say, let's say the Amazon aggregators, what are they going to do for the SEO strategy? Read the, read the Amazon help files. Yeah. Well, the, the Amazon help files tell you, hey, A plus content doesn't even index, which we know is false. And anybody listening to this can test it yourself. You put copy into your A plus content, it will index. Here's how you know. Take Spanish keywords in the US market, put it behind one photo's alt text. There's 100 characters of alt text inside of any photo on Amazon exactly. and put Spanish in there. And I will guarantee you that it will index in under 48 hours. It happens every single time. And that's how you know they index A plus content. So these are the sort of things, like these are the two pieces of uh, uh, you know, thought leadership I've added to the space in the last year. You know, A plus content indexes, I won that debate. And then spaces don't count against your character count a la bytes in the search term field. And I'm, and I'm just starting to break that news in the last week. So these are sort of things that like Amazon aggregators will have no idea how to do it and, and how to build out. And what they'll do is they'll hire the designers who they used on their Google website, and they're going to build these nice, pretty designs. They're going to look great. They're going to be aesthetically pleasing, but they won't drive traffic. They might help your conversion, and they might look good on mobile, but they won't drive SEO traffic. So you got to, they got to invest here. Absolutely, so it's a great point. Maybe, maybe for that reason, uh, Perch, for example, just hired an Amazon executive. Uh, you know, not sure how they did this one, but. Uh, they are beginning as well keep, on this direction in, because they have to, you know? Keep in mind, the left-handed Amazon doesn't even know what the right hand is doing. <laughs> I don't even think you could find somebody at Amazon that could explain to you how their actual algorithm works. So hiring Amazon executives, it's cute. It, you know, it looks good on, on, on paper. It might sound good to the stories you tell the investors. It is not sufficient. It's, it's, it's one check mark, but it's a start. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, like as you are managing the whole Amazon account, uh, you know, like um, yesterday, one of my customers was asking me, so why don't you just go to Amazon, ask them the question, and they will respond to you in the right way. So you can right. do it. 
And I yeah. said, wow, yeah, that's how it works with Amazon. <laughs> like it's three minutes. Who here hasn't prayed to Jeff Bezos? Dear Jeff Bezos, please answer my ticket. Amazon is screwing me over with a policy that makes zero sense. Please help. Everybody has said those prayers. And very few of us have had, you know, the heavens part and our seller central accounts fixed. Exactly. So, so but, you know, that's kind of the, uh, the story there. So let's kind of move a little bit towards the brands now. I mean, I think, you know, there is a lot to talk about aggregators, but I think, you know, our major, the value that we deliver is mostly for the brands. Um, what's your way? What they should like, they, at least it, it's great. They have the aggregators. They can build an exit strategy. I'm more interested with your opinion. Like now the aggregators have the money. They are also contributing to increase of the costs. Now we have the brands. They are also kind of competing with all the aggregators, the Chinese, the Amazon brands, as you mentioned. Now, what should they do? Like to be also profitable, to have the best price on their products, but also like to have that ability to compete and scale. What should they do? There's, there's two tips I'm going to give that I think you can execute into your strategy this year. Tip number one is you need to buy a year supply of inventory and make sure you never stock out. The number one thing that's going to hurt your sale to an aggregator is if you stock out of inventory. The supply chain sucks right now. It is definitely not getting any better in the next two years. California port. I know you're local in San Diego. You're probably like looking over your shoulder and being like, what's going on over here in the California ports. I, I Frick, man, like I keep getting all kinds of differing opinions on what's actually happening with the supply chain over there. But whether the whether the reason is political or whether the reason is logistical, the outcome is still the same. Don't stock out of your goods. Buy a year's supply and store them. Now, restock limits, IPI scores, all of these are challenges that are in your way for making that happen. You're going to need your own warehouse or you're going to need a reliable 3PL. Very hard to find these things. Um, but suffice it to say, that's that's got to be on your top three rocks for the year to solve is logistics, inventory management, and whatnot. The second tip that I will give you is that when you go to look to sell to an aggregator, you need to make sure that you have a plan, specifically a development plan for your products. What are you going to sell in 2022 that you didn't sell in 21? And what are you going to sell in 23? I would suspect that out of 100 people that are listening to this, that out of every 100 that are listening, maybe five have a plan that goes into 2023 already. And that's a problem. If people don't have plans for product expansion, then how is the brand going to grow? What, is, what, do, what do ags want to see? They want to see growth. They want to see size. Now, there's a bunch of other common things that, you know, I think most people know at this point, like, hey, if you're selling supplements, good luck. There's only one aggregator out there that I know that wants to buy supplements. It's not the sexiest thing to buy. Uh, they want evergreen products that are, uh, you know, your, your hero type products inside of the search results with thousands of reviews. And they don't want to buy your 3000 SKU brand that has a thousand different colors and variations of your arm sleeves in the sports athletics. They don't want that. They want easy to run accounts that they could do something like Thrasio did with the orange pet odor product. All they did was repackage the thing, water it down and spend some money on ads. And, and by the way, this is a great tip. Your main image, if it doesn't have a front and center packaging word or two 
that literally describes your product and it explains to the customer, this is what I'm looking for. Your, your click-through rates are going to be effective negatively. If you haven't run a PICFU test, an A-B test, for example, um, of your product versus your competitors, that's another great tactic that you can do today to find out like how you're going to stack up against the competition. It's really important to know how to drive traffic and improve your conversion rates continuously using best practices. Avoid rebate key. Avoid anything that drives external traffic. No, you don't need to have a Shopify account. You can be an Amazon-only brand. Don't diversify over to eBay. I, I mean, I, I own my eBayGuy.com. I own you know, my WalmartGuy.com. Don't get me wrong. But like uh, at the end of the day, ags are really focused on running core businesses with core functions that are basic. Got to be franchised down so a dummy can run it. Those, those, I know that was a little long on the, the monologue there. Sorry. No, but that's great. I mean, I really enjoy that. Uh, maybe on the, the first topic, right? Like, you know, um, we did an investment to, uh, to, to uh, have a new warehouse in California, 50,000 square feet. That was like six months ago. Right now, it's already filled already like full i mean i'm like prices real- are gonna go up again yeah and you know it's even hard to to find a good warehouse now we want to kind of add another fifty thousand square feet it's very hard to find people even and then you know still there is at least um you know 20 um customers that want to use the 3pr services so that's also kind of really uh, very tough, but it's a nice business. So I'm very happy for that investment in in the 3PL uh, and also building the the software on it right now because I think there is a, a lack of really good software that can integrate with Amazon. So an Amazon seller can see right away what's going on on the 3PL, how many units are received or what is where. You know that kind of visibility is also missing right now with the Amazon sellers. Um, so- I, I'm going to try and launch my warehouse guy this year. Uh, and we've, we just purchased a warehouse up in the Carolinas. So, so yeah, I, I see the opportunity there because there's just, it is, it's like, definitely. How, how many, how many people call and ask you like, Hey, do you have a three PL you can recommend? Do you have a warehouse yes. you can recommend? And then how I many do you, yeah, yeah. And then you go back and you say, I get this question all the time, but I don't feel comfortable referring any out because there's just so much demand and not a lot of good service right now. That's right. Oh, the services are not very good because, you know, it just happened overnight that that suddenly, I mean, from what I remember, like the real big ones was like Shipwire, like uh, eight years ago, 10 years ago, like really big, you know, who had like these type of services. And then afterwards, I mean, there were here and there. I mean, the States is known for having a, quite a good infrastructure for, uh, for moving Amazon goods outside of Amazon. Um, but in Europe, it's really hard, you know, it's, it's really hard. And since Brexit happened, and since the whole problem with China, the containers are so expensive, it's getting completely uh, crazy here as well. You know, they, uh, uh, I mean, it, even th- th- their own Chinese, uh, um, for example, the manufacturers, they buy their own warehouses here in, straight away. They don't even store anymore. They just buy the warehouse, you know? And then when they're done with it, they just Vertical leave it and they leave, you know? control. All about vertical control. Right. No, uh, I mean, that's great. And I think this, uh, the prevent the stuck out and focus on the traffic and focusing on the core business. I really like that. Um, Maybe, you know, like, because you mentioned that you also own the, 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 my Walmart guy, my eBay guy, but then what's your strategy with that? 
other marketplaces, specifically Walmart, as it's kind of growing. Although I know a lot of brands apply to Walmart, no needs. I don't know about Walmart. For six months, I don't know. You know uh, it grows it grows as fast as my toenails do. Let's just put it that way, right? Like it's a slow, slow growth. And and so should you be on Walmart? Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you do 100K a month on Amazon, the most you're going to get out of Walmart is between 5 and 7K. Now, does that sound attractive to add 5 or 7% to your bottom line? Absolutely. Here's the problem. It takes two times as much effort or three times as much exactly. effort. And so it's like, okay, what would be better for your time this year? If you're, if you're looking, you know, I'm a big fan of traction. If you haven't read the traction book by Gino Wickman, you got to read that book. Um, and in there, they talk about rocks. What are your rocks for this year? And you're going to ignore everything else. And you're going to focus on those rocks. Don't get distracted, right? Don't look at your Facebook feed and, and go down the rabbit hole. You got to, you got to, you got to man up and pick something and go do it. And if you execute it with a system, you're going to be better off. And so does Walmart pass the sniff test? as a rock to expand, or would you be better off launching another product on Amazon? And if you still have a list of products and everybody should have a list of products and a, and a closet full of demoed products that you haven't launched yet, you better have 10 products that you're thinking about launching at any given time. Execute three at a time, always be launching three because for every three products you launch, one is gonna fail, one is gonna break even, and one is going to fall flat and lose money. And if you launch in threes, at least you got a good ratio. And that's even a good ratio for Amazon experts. You know, I, I got failed products I keep around just to remind me, right? Like I, I launched this nice sweet heat hot sauce and then, um, and I paid Amazon to do the prep work, right? So they do all the bubble wrapping and all that stuff. And that was, I thought I was oh, great. Perfect. I'm, I'm in good shape, right? Well, this four and a half pound glass bottle, you know what Amazon did? Freaking shipped it out in padded envelopes. What the frick? Like I, I, they, I didn't even see that one coming. Right. Like, like, so if the Amazon experts supposed, right. Cannot get and predict things like that from happening, then of you as an Amazon brand owner that doesn't have access to as much data as like an Amazon expert with 200 accounts. Good luck. Right. Like you, you're going to have to, you have to launch in threes. So that way you at least pad yourself on the, on the data. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. this is definitely some, some real valuable information for our listeners absolutely Hi, do you do you have any more questions well maybe a final thing is obviously i mean the the, the strategies for the the brand that's really great thank you very much for that steven so how you guys help the amazon sellers and we want to also know more you know what you can do now what you are advising a brand owner to do with my amazon guy if they want to reach out to you why should they do that Best thing I could say is go to myamazonguy.com. I'm sharing my screen here, although you didn't give me permission to do this. Um, anything that grows traffic and in conversion rate improvements in Seller Central is in scope. That's everything we do. PPC and SEO on traffic growth, design and catalog management on conversion. And if you want to reach out, contact us there on our website at myamazonguy.com. We'd be happy to help you out. We can definitely make your brand shine, get, get some of that dirt out of the gutters. Clean out the leaves from your gutters on your house so that way when you have the inspection show up from, from Mr. Aggregator, your brand will go for a higher multiple. We can run an audit. If you just need a one and done, we could also run full service and grow your brand so it's sexier and has a higher multiple when you go to sell it. Very well said. Great to hear that, Steven. So thank you very much for joining us and great feedback. It was amazing. You know, thank you. That's really amazing. All this, all this knowledge. Thanks for great. having me on. My pleasure. Thank you.